Hey, what's going on? Thanks so much for being here with me on The Shalene Show. My name's Shalene, and today we're going to talk about body image, but specifically how your body image might be having a negative impact on your sex life. All right, let's do this. Okay, this all stems from a direct message that I received from one of you on Instagram. And this person wants to be anonymous, but I'm going to read to you their direct message. It says, Shalene, about a month ago, I found a photograph of myself from 15 years ago. I'd taken this photo when I was on vacation with my then boyfriend, who is now my husband. I was wearing a bikini. I had abs. And even though at the time I remember thinking that I looked fat, I had not an ounce of fat on my body. My breasts were perky and I was so tan. Seeing that photo immediately set off a spiral of negative thoughts. I can't even bear to look at my body. Ever since I saw this photo, I have lost my sex drive. It's like seeing what my body used to look like before having three kids and what it looks like now explains to me why it is my husband seems like he's just going through the motions when we have sex. Now, I can't stop comparing myself, not to other women, but to the body I once had. I feel like I don't deserve to be loved. I don't even deserve to be looked at. Before this, I rarely allowed my husband to see me naked, but now it's even worse. I myself am repulsed by my body and I can't even imagine how my husband must feel. I know at the time the photo was taken, I was exercising like a maniac and barely eating enough to keep a bird alive. So it's not as if I'm going to try to go back to that. But I just feel so disgusted by my saggy, pudgy body. It's all I can think about and the last thing I have in my mind is having sex. It's already creating a real problem in my relationship. Well, that message, I mean, it broke my heart, but by the same token, I receive messages like this all the time, and I get it. I understand what she's saying, and I'm sure you do too, male or female. If you're not feeling attractive, it's hard to be attracted to somebody else, if that makes sense. If you're not feeling sexy, it's hard to want to have sex. I mean, whether it's you're just feel disgusting because the entire day you've been focused on your kids and you're exhausted and you feel gross and it's been, I don't know, a week since you've had the chance to shave your legs and you haven't taken a shower yet and there's a million problems that are going through your head, it's kind of hard to get in the mood. If you're not feeling attractive, if you're not feeling it, it's hard to get in the mood if you're just not feeling good about yourself. I mean, I've been there. There's been times where I remember just feeling like bloated because I ate a huge dinner and just like, oh, the last thing in the world I feel like doing right now. And it's not necessarily body image, but yeah, my body has something to do with it. I remember after having children also feeling like, whose body even is this? I mean, I remember after giving birth, like pushing on my abdomen and it felt like a sponge and thinking, no one told me about this. No one told me I would look this way. No one told me. I mean, I guess they do, but it's just weird when you look in the mirror and you're like, who is this? And ew. And I, listen, don't judge me. I'm not going to judge you, but we all have these negative thoughts. We all do. We all look in the mirror from time to time and have negative thoughts. Even the person with the most positive body image 
still has moments because you're human. So you can't help but compare yourself to other people or even to just compare yourself to what you thought you look like or what you look like previously. Recently, I've taken photos and then looked at them and thought, who's that? I don't look like this. Delete, delete, delete. Or there are days where you take a photo and you're like, well, that's what I do look like. And when you happen to get a really good photo, you think, well, I don't look like that. I must have just gotten lucky because I don't look attractive. I mean, our body images are something that are always going through our head. But what I think we really talk about today is what an impact that can have on your sexual relationships. And then, you know, what can you do about it? For many people, how you view your body might be ruining your sex life. I mean, it is said that your thoughts are your worst enemy. And I think it's probably true. I mean, that little voice in your head that's telling you, hey, you need to lose weight before you start dating or no one's going to find you attractive until you fill in the blank. It's that self-doubt that we have when someone pays us a compliment. It is the thoughts that consume your mind and your consciousness that prevent you from letting go and experiencing pleasure in the moment when you're having sex. And every person is guilty of or is at one time or another impacted by their own body image. It might just be a fleeting moment. And for other people, it's something that is with you all day long. In fact, a study by the University of Medical Sciences set out to determine the relationship between body image and sexual function in middle-aged women. And by middle-aged women, they said between 40 and 60. Interesting. In the study, women who report having a positive body image, they have, quote, higher sexual function than women with a negative body image. Also, the women with a positive body image reported having a much higher sexual satisfaction rate. So you can call it body image or you can call it sexual self-esteem. Because what we're talking about is feeling confident and feeling good and feeling satisfied in yourself in the context of your sexuality. Now, to be clear, obviously, I'm not an expert, and there are doctors, there are therapists who specifically specialize in this area. And there's probably somebody in your city or in your state, and this is a really big part of your life, and especially if you're in a relationship. I mean, even if you're not in a relationship, you deserve to have a healthy sex life whether you're single, married, in a relationship or not, like it's something that you deserve. And there's a whole host of reasons why somebody might have low sexual self-esteem, right? It could be from a past trauma. It could be from the stigma that you feel associated with your religion or the way that you were brought up or what your parents told you or what society has told you about sexuality. And we're going to specifically focus on how your body image impacts your sexuality, but I don't want to dismiss the fact that there can be a lot of other things at play, including your hormones, including your own beliefs, past experiences, sexual abuse, trauma, or just not even understanding the way your body works. Like all of these things can definitely have an impact on your sexual self esteem. Maybe it's not your body image, maybe it's the fact 
that you don't have any experience. And so therefore, you're already in your head about what your next or first experience is going to be like. And you've already decided, you've already become self-conscious about it. And yeah, that could have a major impact on your sexual self-esteem, right? But again, today, I just, I don't want to dismiss those things because they're very real. So think about them. But today we are talking to, I am talking to those of you, those of us who know that the way we feel about our body, whether it's on a regular basis from time to time or all the time, how we feel about our bodies does have an impact on our sexual relationships, on our sexuality. And remember, your self-esteem and your sexual self-esteem are totally different. They can be totally different, right? Like you can know that you're a confident in control, intelligent person. Yet when it comes to this area, all your self-doubt and all of your fears. Okay, so let me ask you a question. And I'm not talking about the past. I'm not talking about the future. I'm talking about right now. When I say right now, in the last couple of months, do you generally feel confident and secure when you think about your physical body in relationship to having sex? Do you feel confident generally or do you feel more on the insecure side? I mean, I know it's not 100% one or the other, but which way do you lean? More often than not, are you feeling confident when it comes to your body and sex or are you feeling insecure? And if and when you are feeling insecure, because I mean, let's face it, almost every one of us, if you're human, you're going to have those moments. But when you are feeling insecure, How does that make you feel about having sex? I'm sure 99% of the people who are listening right now, when you're feeling insecure, it doesn't make you feel sexual. And that is completely normal. But if you're feeling this way more often than not, more often than not, you're feeling insecure about your body as it relates to sex, then it's an area you need to explore and probably an area of your health that needs to be addressed. And when I say health, I'm not talking about the health of your body. I'm talking about, well, I am a little bit because having sex is a healthy human function. But more specifically, I'm talking about your mental health. I'm talking about changing your thoughts and how it is you feel about your body so that you can actually get out of your own freaking head, relax, and enjoy pleasure. All right, so let's start with where did this stem from? What is it that's had this negative impact on your body image? So it could be a couple of things. It could be a whole bunch of things. Let's just go through the list. It could be that you're comparing yourself to, as you know, the woman who sent me that message, you could be comparing yourself to who you once were. Even though she says in that message, I know I was super unhealthy at the time. I know I hadn't given birth to three children at that time. I know that was 15 years ago. But in her head, she's still comparing herself to, in my opinion, my estimation, she's comparing herself to someone who was really unhealthy and didn't have a lot probably going on in their life, enough so that they could exercise all day long and work on their tan. You might be comparing yourself to something you never have been and probably never will because you're comparing yourself to somebody else's body. And maybe their body doesn't even exist. Maybe 
it's been altered on social media. Maybe it's been altered by plastic surgery. Maybe you're just never going to have that body because you don't have their parents. And do you really want their body anyways? But it's gotten in your head that that is the standard, that that is what is attractive. And if you don't feel attractive and you're comparing yourself to something you're not and something you'll never be, then you're stuck in this downward spiral where you are You're the person, you are your biggest enemy standing in your own way of experiencing pleasure. Hormones can often make us feel unattractive. I mean, if you are keeping track of your own cycle, I'm sure you've noticed that there's like a week every month. For some of you, it's during your cycle. For some of you, it's after. For some of you, it's the week before where you just feel gross. You feel unattractive and then you know it's hormone related. For others, it might just be that you don't feel feminine. Maybe you're not producing enough estrogen, or maybe your testosterone is off. Yes, men and women, when our testosterone drops, so too does our sexual drive. You might be feeling unattractive because your spouse or your partner just isn't into it. They've seemed to have lost their sexual drive, and so You can't help but think to yourself, well, is it me? Because he or she really used to be into me and now they're not. So, you know, I've gained five pounds. I've gained 10 pounds. I have stretch marks now or whatever it is, fill in the blank. And so then you start getting in your own head like, okay, so maybe I'm unattractive. And then you start playing these messages in your brain all the time and they just compound themselves. And then you're not feeling attractive. So you're not putting forth the sexual attention and desire towards your significant other in the way that maybe you were prior. And so they're picking up on the lack of cues or lack of sexual desire that you have. And so their desire goes down. And and if they're also getting older, then their testosterone is dipping. And now both of you have lower sex drive and neither of you are talking about it because, you know, it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. It's something we, most of us, haven't learned how to do. So then it's very likely both of you are in your own heads wondering if you are the problem. I want to say a special thanks to our friends at Soul CBD, who I can't thank enough for spending the time to listen to me, to hear my concerns with regard to my own sleep and and just some things I wanted to experiment with. And we are so fortunate to have partnered with them on creation of the ultimate sleep gummy. And there's lots of sleep gummies out on the market. There's lots of CBD gummies out on the market. This is so different and frankly, so much more effective than anything else that I'm aware of on the market because of the quality of the ingredients and the combination of the ingredients. So this sleepy gummy combines, are you ready for this? Melatonin, CBD, tea extracts, and cannabinol. Take a look at some of the research on cannabinol and you are going to understand why this particular gummy formulation is so crazy effective. Not to mention, of course, the fact that it's triple lab tested so you don't have to worry about staying sober. It has zero THC. You could give it to your children. You cannot overdose on CBD. It is something that helps to improve and calibrate your central nervous system. That's the CBD part. The cannabinol, which is taken from the cannabis plant, 
has been found to help people feel drowsy and to stay asleep longer. Again, no THC. You won't wake up feeling groggy. You won't wake up feeling any different other than the fact that you will have gotten a great night's sleep. Now, let me talk about melatonin for a second. Some people do great on melatonin. Some people need a small amount. Some need more. Some people need less. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. So when you get your gummies, and by the way, I do apologize to my friends in Canada because we are not shipping there yet. But when you do get your gummies, give it some time. Experiment. Try a half a gummy for the first couple of nights. See how you feel. Maybe you need a little bit more. Try a whole gummy for a couple of nights. See how you feel. See how you feel after two gummies. It's so different for every person. I have to tell you that. And again, these are all natural ingredients, which is not to say it's 100% cure for everybody. But I can tell you based on the DMs that I get, and that matters a lot to me. Like if people weren't getting insane results, if it were just me that were getting these insane results, I wouldn't be raving about them the way that I have. So I want you to give them a try, especially if sleep has been a struggle for you because it truly is the cornerstone of good health. You get to try them now and get 15% off when you go to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. Again, it is 15% off when you check out and that gives you 15% off all of their products, but just make sure you grab those sleepy gummies. Oh, two flavors. There's blueberry, lemon, and there's honey chamomile. I personally love the honey chamomile. It has chamomile tea extract and honey. It's softer, but it tastes like chamomile tea with honey. Like it tastes just like that. So if you don't like chamomile tea, which Brett doesn't, then you won't like it. If you like blueberry lemon, you'll love the blueberry lemon. They have a little different texture because they have slightly different ingredients. All 100% organic. You check them out by going to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. Last week, I got a message from someone who said, my husband recently just hasn't been able to finish, hasn't been able to have an orgasm. And I can't help but feel like it must be me or maybe he's having an affair. And can you imagine if you're the woman who has all of these what-ifs going through your head, you can't relax and be in the moment. And in order to really enjoy any type of sexual relationship, you can't be in your head. You can't be thinking about Instagram. You can't be thinking about your body. It's almost impossible to let go and relax and allow yourself to experience pleasure If you're worrying about things, if you're worrying about what they can see or where they might touch or how they're experiencing your body or seeing your body or what they might be thinking or what they might be doing or what's going through their head. So if you're in your head, it's almost impossible to experience pleasure. And while, you know, we shouldn't need validation from anybody, right, to know that we're beautiful or to feel attractive. We shouldn't need validation from other people. Like we hear this all the time, but we still want it and it helps. I mean, are you kidding me? If you have to guess whether your significant other finds you attractive or not, like (laughs) that's not exactly going to get somebody in the mood. So if nothing else, if you and your partner aren't giving each other, not just signals, but actually giving each other compliments and talking about how much you desire each other, if you're not in the habit of doing that, or maybe one of you is and the other isn't, you need to have a conversation about this. And the best way to have a conversation about this is not by pointing fingers and saying like, hey, you don't compliment me enough, or I need you to do this. The best way to start off by doing this is leading by example, 
by leading with the type of compliments that you'd like to have by saying the things to your partner that you would like to hear them say to you. Start there. And if that doesn't, after a while, like I'm not saying it's going to, you know, in a week's time, they're going to suddenly pick up on it and start doing those things. But over time, they will follow your example. They should follow your example. And if they don't, then it's time to have a conversation. And again, when we want people to change, conversations need to be loving and honest and open. And they need to be about how you feel, like not pointing a finger and saying, here's what you do wrong. It's like just taking the perspective of honey, when you say, and then give them the positive, when you say things like you look amazing, or when I come downstairs and I'm dressed for the day and you tell me I look beautiful, I just have to tell you that makes me feel so much more desire and more attracted to you. And it just, it makes it easier when we do have a chance to have sex, like to really get into it. Because if I feel like you're really into me, then I'm really into me, and which makes me really into you. It's just learning to have this honest conversation, right? And, and if that feels really awkward, that's, it's a shame, but it's something you can change. You know, and maybe you have to have a glass of wine. It's all about timing, dude. It is all about timing, And the wrong time is sexy time. Like, we don't want to have this conversation moments before we're about to have sex. I mean, that's a real buzzkill. When you're telling someone something they need to do better just before you're about to perform, yeah, good luck with that. It's all about timing. So use your common sense. Know when your partner is most receptive, when their guard is down, when they're most apt to listen and not get defensive. Okay, next, if you notice, and this means you're going to have to really be self-aware, if you notice that you have negative thoughts about your body after looking at certain accounts on social media, then what's going on is comparison. Or maybe it's a television show. Like, this is a true story. Every time I watch Selling Sunset, I'm like, okay, I'm an Oompa Loompa compared to these women. We're talking, these are Amazonian. I mean, these women are like, so tall. They're like 5'4 at least. I'm just joking. I'm 5'2. So literally anyone who is over 5'4 like is super tall. But these women are like six foot tall, toothpicks. They're all runway models. They are, and this is just my opinion, insanely thin. These are not normal looking women by any stretch of the imagination. But they also are probably in glam for five hours before they go and film. They're also... 20 years younger than me. They're also all enhanced. Anyways, all the things. But when I watch that show, like, I'm not joking, I feel like an Oompa Loompa. And so I just have to know when I'm watching that show that I'm torturing myself and I can make a choice like not to watch it or to watch it and just know the reality that this isn't reality, right? And that I'm hot and they're hot too. And you're hot. The human body It's hot and it comes in a million different shapes and sizes and these trends go on where we then start to compare ourselves, which makes no sense. So my point is this, just be really super self-aware. Know if there's maybe a TV show that you probably shouldn't be watching because, or especially not watching it before sexy time because you start getting down on yourself. Or maybe there's some social media people that you follow. I'm telling you this, I protect my mental well-being like you cannot believe. There are so many people, I follow them, you won't know this, like I follow them, but all of their accounts are muted because I don't need to see their body. Their body makes me 
not feel good about my body. And I like feeling good about my body. I feel really good about my body. I love my body. I think I'm hot. I work out hard. I know I don't look like someone else, but like I'm taking care of my body and I appreciate my body, but I have to protect that mindset. So I can't follow accounts of women who their bodies make me feel like I'm not thin enough, tall enough, lean enough, strong enough, young enough, whatever, enough, enough. Like if there's anyone I follow who I feel like, oh man, dang, I'm not doing enough. I have to hide that account or I mute the account. So I'm still following them. I haven't unfollowed them, but like, because I don't want them to know. In some cases, it might even be someone who is an acquaintance, right? So I don't want to offend them by unfollowing them. But at the moment, what's really important is that I feel really good about my body. And that's important for me to do, not just for me, but for my relationship. If I don't feel good about my body, I don't know how it's possible to have a good, a healthy sex life. Okay, and here's another thing you need to start doing. And I know this is going to sound crazy. And I know you've also heard this before, but it's legit. Your body believes what you tell it. You know, this is true. You can tell yourself that you're sick. You can tell yourself that you're tired and you've had this happen. And before long, you've said it so many times to yourself that suddenly your body starts believing you and you're like, yeah, I'm really tired or yeah, I'm, I'm getting sick. The same is true of the, the, that negative self-talk or positive self-talk. Like if you just start complimenting yourself, and I don't just mean in your head, but like out loud. I mean, don't be a crazy person where people are like, wow, she is really full of herself. You're like talking to the lady at Starbucks. <laughs> My butt looks amazing today. Like, no, I'm not talking about that. But it's okay to say that kind of thing in front of your partner. Like start brainwashing them. Start giving yourself the compliments. If your partner isn't complimenting you, it might be because they've heard you put yourself down so much. It's possible they feel awkward giving you a compliment about something you specifically say you don't like. Okay, so I want to give you something specific. I want you to tell right now, don't tell me because hello, how are you going to tell me you're listening to a podcast? Okay, but right now what I want you to do is to think about a body part where you waver back and forth. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like, no, my legs look great in these jeans. And then there are other times you put on something and you're like, oh, I hate my legs. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think everyone does this. You have this body part where it kind of depends on the day, kind of depends on what you're wearing, kind of depends on your mood. Like you waver back and forth, back and forth. All right, so you got that body part? Pick one. Got it? Okay, good. Now what I want you to do for the next 30 days is compliment that body part out loud in front of your family, in front of your friends, the ones who it's appropriate. You know what I'm talking about. Like You know who you can say this to. And I want you to compliment that body part in front of your significant other. And do this regularly. Do it nonchalant. Like, don't be a crazy person. But just get in this habit. And I promise you, in fact, I want to hear from you. I want to know, does it begin to change not only the way you feel about that body part, but the way other people are responding to you, most notably your significant other? I'm sure there's a term for this. I just think of it as brainwashing. And at first, when you start doing this, it's going to feel weird and it's going to feel 
slightly inauthentic. And that's why I told you to pick a body part that you sometimes really like and then other times you really hate it. Because the fact that you sometimes do like this body part is going to make this exercise even easier. We're just going to make it a more consistent thing. And we're going to start with one body part and you're going to do this for 30 days. And I want you to mark your calendar and I want you to send me a message. Below our show notes, we always have links. Like there's a link where you can leave me a, there's a Google number where you can actually call and leave a voicemail message there. I want you to do that. Or type it out for me in the pod squad. We've got a Facebook group. You know, all the links are always in our show notes. 30 days from now, mark your calendar. We're all going to do it together. And I want you to tell me how this changed things for you. All right, next piece of advice. You got to get over your physical body appearance and thinking that that somehow relates to sex. I mean, it does, but in such a minute, fractional way. It might be our bodies that actually attract a stranger at first glance, but after that, that sexual chemistry comes from confidence, it comes from energy, it comes from understanding your own body and your partner's body and taking away the shame and the fear and the rigidness and the nervousness and the, and the self-doubt. None of those things are attractive, which is crazy, right? I know it's like this catch 22, but the fact that you're so caught up or we, I should say, are sometimes so caught up in our bodies, we forget that what we're doing when we're having sex with somebody else is pleasuring them and your body I know this sounds strange I'm trying to keep this PG your body has a little bit to do with that but way more than your body is your selflessness is your energy your attention your focus your touch your words your intentions like all of these things are what gets your partner excited And, you know, you're thinking that it's your body and a little bit, but not much. (laughs) There's so much more that we have to work with. And that's what you need to focus on. And when you're focused on those things, you're not focused on your body. Because the irony is when you're focused on your body, you're not in your body. You're in your head. So it's impossible to enjoy your body or anyone else's for that matter when you're in your own head. Okay, and lastly, last piece of advice I want to give you is you want to remember that sexual desire isn't something that just, you know, you turn on like a light switch. Well, at least for most of us, it's not a light switch. And I found from doing this podcast, from talking to my community for so many years, this is especially true for women over 35, right? So I think our younger generation, I think they're going to be okay. But I think women who are 35 to 65, there is this stigma for some reason associated with or shame for some people, some women around experiencing pleasure and understanding your body and understanding like that's normal and that arousal and sexual desire aren't just things that are natural and innate. You have to work at it. First of all, you have to make sure your hormones are in balance. Number one. Number two is You've got to do things that make you feel attractive. Like, what do you need to do so that you feel attractive? Other than going to the gym, other than losing weight. I'm talking about taking a bubble bath, having a glass of wine, 
there are apps on the market now that are specifically designed, they're like story apps, where you can download them and listen to like sexy stories that have been written by women with women in mind. I think the app is called Dipsy. I have to look that up. I'll figure it out and I'll put it in the show notes. But I've heard from other women, a couple of friends who love this app. Apparently you can like sort by fantasy. They're just audio, which might be the way to go for you if you're like, you know, definitely don't feel comfortable with watching porn and listen. No judgment. If you want to do that, that works in your relationship. That's up to you. I certainly know that there are members of my community who feel that that is completely detrimental to a relationship. That's your choice and you have freedom of choice. And if that's something you and your partner want to explore, try that. Or maybe it's sexy images, buying lingerie, or investing in some sex toys, like exploring these things, or just having these conversations with your partner. My point is this, it does take work. It's not something that's automatic. It's not something that's intuitive. I mean, I know social media and TV and the movies, they make us feel like it's supposed to be that way. But for a lot of us, you know, we grew up where this topic was very taboo. Maybe you grew up in a household where it was not discussed and maybe it's still not discussed. Again, maybe it's because of a past sexual trauma, in which case you definitely want to work with a therapist who can specialize in that area. But for a lot of people, it's just kind of removing the shame, removing the stigma, giving yourself permission to be a sexual being, getting out of your head, and really like getting back into your body without obsessing about your body's appearance. Listen, I wish I had a magic wand. I don't. I just want you to think about these things. I want you to understand that they're all connected. One relates to another. And there's something you can do about it. Like you don't have to believe that because your desire is low and you don't feel good about your body that you're just doomed unless you change your body or you lose weight or you become another person. Like that's just not true. And for many of us, it starts with educating ourselves, educating ourselves about our bodies, about how the body works educating yourself about what turns you on and what makes you feel attractive. That, that's really what this episode's about is like, what do you need to do to feel attractive? I think you're gorgeous. I think you're so hot. You're freaking amazing. And anyone who gets to be with you is pretty freaking lucky. Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Kristen, Shaleen's podcast manager. Look at you. You made it all the way to the end. That's awesome. If you loved this episode, which I'm sure you did, why don't you go leave Shalene a review? She would love to know which episode it was and why you liked it. What hit home with you? Shalene literally reads every single review. She loves hearing your feedback and she uses your comments and your ideas for future episodes. So go leave a review and while you're at it, Could you check to make sure you're subscribed? That way you will never miss a single episode of The Shaleen Show, which we release on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, every single week. Now, if you need a little bit more podcasting to fill up your time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, did you know that Shaleen has another podcast that she co-hosts with her son, Brock? 
Yep, she does. It's called Build Your Tribe. And that podcast is all about business and marketing, but also devoted to helping you make more money so you can live more life. If you need Shalene all the time and you're the ultimate lifer, then you have got to check out The Shalene Show on Patreon. Shalene is so personal. She spills the tea on everything that she can't on her regular podcast. And you also get bread. Completely unedited, unfiltered, and hilariously confident about everything. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash The Shalene Show. Anyways, thanks for listening. And remember, anything that we reference in this episode, including the links to our show sponsors and links to the other podcasts, can be found in the show notes below.